Welcome to It's Jessica, Not Jennifer, the podcast. Together, let's learn about the strengths we didn't know we had and deal with the fears we didn't know existed. And now here's your host, Jessica. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of It's Jessica, Not Jennifer. I am joined by my brother, my younger brother today, um, and this is, like, I want it to be a happy episode, but it's also going to be, like, a little bit of a sad episode. Um, I wanted to do this episode because I think that it's important to to talk about it, um, and I'm sure that there's somebody out there that can relate to us. Um See, I already feel like I'm going to cry. This episode, I wanted to talk about our mom. I wanted to talk about our mom and just how special she was to us. Um, Just certain lessons that she taught us that, you know, we can't forget. Um, And, you know, just, I don't know, just an episode about our mom. So yeah, just uh, just an episode about about our mama. <laughs> yeah. So um, our mom uh, was born in El Salvador. She came to this country. Actually, she came to this. She tried to come in like two times. The first time she got sent back, I believe the first time she must have been either fifteen. See, I didn't even know she tried to come, come yeah. in twice. I thought it was just the one time and she made it. No, she came twice. So the first time my mom tried to come into this country, uh, she was about 15 and she got caught at the border. And um, she got caught by by immigration and, you know, they, they put her in like, I remember she said it was kind of like a jail type thing. This was the 70s okay so um things were not as crazy as they are now um i think that like i don't even know how she got caught because from like what people say was easier to come in at that time you know the border wasn't as crazy um patrolled as it is now but anyway she she wasn't successful she was put in like this jail type thing um and she remembers that the girls that were in there were nice and it wasn't like an immigration jail. The way she described it was she was in there with everyone. You know, now they don't want to mix people or, you know. Yeah. But um, at that time, I, I think it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, so she was like in this, like, like a particular, you know, jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sent her back to El Salvador. She, um, she started, you know, she got, got, went back home uh, started working, doing her thing. She's like, I'm going to save up because, um, you know, we're not all privileged to have been born here like you and I are, right? We're extremely blessed that our parents took that... That, that hustle that they did, yeah. Yeah, to, to come here to give us a better life. Um, so she had to save money to pay a person to bring her... All the way through Guatemala, through 
Mexico to make it to the U.S. So she saved up her money. No, the, the second time then, remember, she was in Mexico for a bit and then yeah. from Mexico crossed over to here. But so she spent some time in El Salvador first, saved some money so that she could pay again. Because, you know, the money, the first money that she paid, it wasn't like, hey, um, I got caught. Can I? Yeah. Can I get a refund? <laughs> That's not how it works. I want my money back. I got caught. Yeah. You so, failed. <laughs> yeah. So she had to pay again. So she worked. She rate, like saved some money. Uh, but during that time, she got pregnant um, with her first husband. And she had our older brother, Alex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, she finally had some money. And she paid to get... She, she somehow made it to Mexico City. And she worked in Mexico City for about a year, a year and a half. Um, and what's really sad is that I remember her telling me that she hated that she had to leave her mom behind. She left her mom, she left her dad, her family, and her son. Yeah. Her, her baby boy, you know. But she knew that she needed to come over here to, to have a better life. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but... The 1986, um, or not 1986, but in the 80s, there was a civil war going on in the Central American countries. Um, Again, I say this, if you you don't know about it, you should look it up. It's crazy. It's interesting. Um, And it's really messed up. So uh, she she needed to get away from that. There was a lot of drama going on in El Salvador. And I won't get too details, like too many details, but uh, she needed to come over here. So she left her family over there. Came to the U.S. and that that already to me, like my mom was super brave and badass for doing that. Yeah, she was. And I remember her like just telling me the stories. No, I would always just like stare at her and think, "Man, mom, you're so brave." You know, Um, what did she tell you about like her journey over here? About you know having to clean houses of, of. Rich people in Mexico, and how. Okay, so what what is it that you remember about mom's story about how she came over here? Uh, I remember her her telling me that that yeah it wasn't easy that she had to like clean houses, and then from from there when she finally raised the money she was able to come over here. From Mexico City. Yeah, but she never went into detail on how hard of a struggle it was. I guess, you know, she tried to, I guess... um, My mom was a warrior. Avoid telling me that because I would probably like have gotten mad like, that's not cool that that you had to go through that, you know? Yeah. Because I was... And she never like tried to make herself a victim either. Yeah. You know, she was proud of, of, of her story. But she did tell me how bad it was out there and how, like, one time, since at the time, what they were doing is they were just kidnapping people yeah. and forcing them to, to go. Into the guerrilla. Yeah, into the guerrilla. Yeah. And so that one time, she was almost about to get taken. Yeah. And my uncle, R.I.P., mm-hmm. her... Is her he, brother? Yeah, he was the oldest, isn't he? He's the... Yeah, he was the oldest. Or he was the oldest. I'm yeah. sorry, yes. So... That he was the one that was like, hey, come here. And he he got to her before the, the guerrilla did. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing is that 
our grandpa had to hide his uniform and his guns. Yeah, so our when oldest... they were doing the raids through his, the villages. His, yeah. Her oldest brother um, was part of La Guardia. Yeah. Which is basically... Like the ejército. Yeah. Of Salvador, pretty much. Because he, he did... But... But not 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 all the way. It was kind of like they took care of, uh, like the big haciendas or something. Yeah, it was something like that. But that didn't matter to the guerrilla because no. to them they figured these ones are with the government. Right. Let's take them out. Yeah. So, so the they guerrilla were, they was anti-government. Yeah. So they were doing raids through the different villages, and word and got it, to my grandpa that they were they were coming to their village next. To their little town. Yeah, to their little town. I'm yeah, sorry. to their little town. And, yeah, no, because you make it sound like it's... <laughs> like it's a third world country, but it's, it's not, <laughs> it yeah. Is, it is, but... So they were come. Yeah, a word, a word uh, got to my gramps that, um, you know, the guerrilla is coming to this town. And he knew, because it was all over the news, all over... Everybody knew that once the guerrilla made it into your town, they were occupying, you know? They were taking over. Yeah. And they would burn down... Um, the homes and kill the people that who they thought were with the government Mm -hmm. right and so if they saw like an army uniform or a cop uniform or any kind of like service uniform yeah they they, would automatically just dispose of them make them either disappear or chop their heads off there and and, yeah or display it so that everyone knew like this is like yeah we're not anybody to mess with yeah so it was crazy times um so now fast forward to to mom so, being here and having us, right? Mhm. What I was trying to get at is like, dude, that she's she was brave. Yeah. You know? And that sucks. I could never leave my family. I I I could I don't know, maybe desperation and knowing that you need to provide and and you need to come, you yeah. know, you need to provide a better life for your family. I mean, I was yeah, gone from mine for like 3 too, days but... for some training and I was over here crying the first night. <laughs> yeah, I miss my kids. I miss my wife. I know, I know. So um, what I'm just trying to get at is that my mom was super brave, right? So now fast forward to to when we were kids and mom had us. Um, when I was three, Javier was two, my mom had a liver transplant. Um, she did not drink, did not smoke. My mom was straight edge. Um so the doctors could not explain why she had this liver transplant. Um, long story short, um, she was like, there were days where, where mom did not feel good. Yeah. And she would still get up and make us breakfast, take care of us, get us ready for school. There was no days off for mom, even if she didn't feel good, even if she was sick. Yeah. As and, far as us as, as kids, around middle school is when... She would start getting, like, really sick for for times at, on end. And I do remember us. Yeah, like, we like, would just be like, okay, mom can't get out of bed today. Um, so, you know, we're going to, we're going to. We're going to help her out. Yeah, yeah. we're going to make breakfast today that, or whatever. Because at that and, point. And rightfully so, we should. Like, we were yeah. old enough, you know. Um, she didn't I mean, need the, the to good thing, too, that was stuff, that right? we had her grandpa at that time, too. So. Grandpa would help us out. Um, her dad was a big part of our lives. Um, my mom took care of Gramps until his last day. Mm-hmm. And he always lived with us. Um, so, I, like, I, I don't know. I To me, it's a norm 
that grandpas and your parents you take care of them until they're super dead like yeah. there's no such thing as putting them in a home yeah you know? no that's not um, so that didn't exist in our family yeah yeah uh, especially because uh she i think she had the same relationship with her dad that maybe i had with, i have with dad like she was a total daddy's girl um and that's just the woman that my mom was man she yeah. She was a stand-up woman. Like, she took care of her dad. Anyway, Grandpa would help us out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just one thing. It wasn't like... Like, my mom lived a pretty normal life. Yeah. But, you know, there was that little twist that my mom... Uh, there was times where she couldn't get up. She had, um, I don't know, like, aches in her joints, and she just couldn't move. Um, or, like, swelling sometimes, too. And that would yeah. happen. So, anyway, that, that, that would happen with her. Uh, but even if that was going on, she would still, like, show up. Yeah. Um, she always made sure she kept us super busy with activities, um, trying to always keep us, like, on the right path. Um, as far back as I can remember, like, we would go to church, too. Yeah. Uh, I've always gone to church. Um you know, if I screwed up or was, like, doing bad things, it wasn't because that was the example that my parents were giving me. Yeah, it wasn't. I, you know, it was just me being a rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, um, I don't know. Is there something else that you want to share about mom? Now I'm going to go into the five stages. Uh, yeah, she had a way of making you feel like the most important person in the room. Yeah. And she had a way of just bringing you up and being... Um, the wind beneath your wings. <laughs> so with with mom, it was sky wasn't the limit. Like you could. There was no limit. There was no limit. Like you had. Yeah. You had everything with her. It's what what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. Everybody that I talked to, like, would al- always tells me too how mom would make them feel so special. Yeah. You know, and and, and to, dude, to I me, I thought it was. Cause... Yeah, I thought it was just me, but no, it no. was everybody that she spoke to always speaks highly of her. There's not anybody that I know that has hated on moms. <laughs> I mean, you're a jerk if you're coming up to me and telling me something bad about my mom. Yeah. But like I'll <laughs> fight you on it. <laughs> but yeah, my mom my mom had this way with words. Like she just knew how to make you feel special and how to make you feel loved. She was so caring. Um and she she just made you feel like even if it was the the smallest little gesture, she would just make you feel like anytime yeah, she you would did. go out of town, she would always bring me back something. Yeah. Always. And she spoiled me, you know? Cause now I'm I'm thinking like everybody needs to buy me stuff <laughs> if they go out of town. But um no, it's just she just knew how to make me feel special and and yeah, anytime she went out of town, she'd always bring me back something. She never like would think of herself first. She was always thinking of of her kids. Yeah. She was She would always put us first. She was yeah. a mom. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody says this about their mom, but um I, I hate to break it to you guys, but our mom was the best mom in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So, and you know what? I'm so happy that I have you, Javier. I think I think she knew what she was doing by having us so close in age because we have such a good relationship 
that um, I don't know. I don't know what I would do without you. <laughs> you know, like you, yeah. uh, you understand me 100% when it comes to mom and it when it comes to how, like how we grew up. And that's something that that's and, and let's special. just throw this out there, too. Uh, it's not that we're not close with our older brother. It's just like a 16 year age difference. So it's different mindsets. And yeah, we each have our own special relationship with each other. Yes. So like for him, for him and me or for him and I, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's since we're both the boys. Yeah, it, you guys just, have that bond. Yeah. And then, um, have, uh, yeah, with with Alex and I, like we have maybe the older sibling bond. Yeah. I don't know. Because um, I am the youngest. Yes. Yeah. And then um, like when I was born, he was so happy to finally have a sibling. So I feel that that special love from him, too. But I think the the person that my mom was to helped him. To, be, yeah, it helped to mold him the way he was because and, and us. Yeah, you know, because I mean, with him, too, I remember as as kids, he he would take me to like the to like Toys R Us or something like that. And it wasn't like, oh, you're getting Batman. OK, cool. That's all you're getting. Nah, he's like, oh, you're getting Batman. You know, Batman used to fight villains. So <laughs> let's get villains. Yeah. He's, he's got a, a, a whole world together because I remember having every villain. And then not only that, like having the the vehicles to go along with it. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were happy kids. And, and it was we were maybe because like, he didn't have those kids growing like those toys growing up. He wanted to instill that in us. Yeah, probably. And like I said, I think just the person mom was also yeah. like shaped who we are as people and mm-hmm. and our our relationship as siblings. Um, so there's five stages of grief and I think that, um, that I've I've reached each one of them, uh, um, like, like we'll break it down and discuss them. But, um, so our mom is not with us anymore. Yeah. Um, she died January, 2021, Mm -hmm. January 2nd, 2021. And, um. She did not she, die of COVID, just putting that yeah. out there. Yeah, because everybody's like, oh, was it COVID? You yeah. Know? Like, no, nah, it wasn't it COVID. Wasn't. It was fucking cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cancer. It was brain cancer. And I would always see, like, um, people wearing shirts or, like, uh, these signs, like, online or whatever. Um, of fuck cancer and I've been doing really good about not cussing <laughs> sorry you yeah, have me I've on here I've been doing really good about it actually <laughs> yeah but um I try I try not to do it but I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that yeah. is just how I feel about it but like it. right now I just feel it like fuck cancer you know cancer yeah. sucks um so she died of brain cancer um it's called glioblastoma it's super, super rare. I had never heard of it before. The doctor told me what it was. Um, and it's it's crazy how you start grieving already, even when that person is still alive. Um, so, yeah. so my mom, uh, she fell. She had a stroke, right? Um, she fell because, because of the stroke, obviously. And I remember 
like around 8.30 a.m. I was at work. It was on a Friday. Around 8.30 a.m. is when I'm super busy at work. Um, I've just come in, so the mornings are, are a little hectic. Um, but I had a call that it said, you know, mom, mom was calling me. And I thought I need to answer it. Like something told me answer the phone call. Um, I don't always answer my phone at work. Now I do because I'm like, I mean, I'll get to it. Now I do. But I answered the phone call and it was my mom. And I was like, hey, hey, mama, um, you know, is everything okay? Uh, I'm a little busy right now. But she was like, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you. She's like, is everything okay with you? And I was like, yeah, mom, everything's fine. Um, is everything okay with you? She, um, so mind you, like she, she would take care of my son, my baby boy, Andrew. He was only nine months old at that time. Um, so I thought, okay, some, did something happen to Andrew? What, you know, what's going on? Um, but no, she just wanted to hear my voice and my mom would do that, um, from time to time. She was just really sweet like that, you know? Um, so, so she would just worry and would want to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing though, that she called me. Right. So I answered the phone and we said that, and I said, Hey mom, but you know what? Right now I'm really busy. If everything's okay, I'm, I'll call you back. Okay. And I was going to call her back 30 minutes later. Um, Val is my sister-in-law. She works with me. Javier, I think Javier called me first, but mm -hmm. I was on the phone. And so I did not answer. Yeah, because I remember her telling me call. she's on the phone. Oh, okay. That's so why then, she didn't answer. And, and... So you called Val, and Val comes into my office. Val has her own office at work. I have my own office at work. So she comes into my office, and she's like, your mom fell. Javier is with her. Um, do you want to go, or do you want me to go? And I didn't even care what I was in the middle of. I dropped everything and I was like, no, I'm going. I'm leaving right now. I grabbed my stuff, got in the car, sped over to my mom's house and I called Javier. And I was like, what's going on? Tell me. She fell? What do you mean she fell? Something like my mom was, was not old. And she was like... And she was not clumsy. She was not clumsy. So I was like, what do you mean she fell? That's weird. She missed a step, you know, like, so he's like, I, you know, I don't know what to do. She fell. I think she's hurt. And I said, okay, we'll call the ambulance right now. Or like, there was no traffic at that time. Thank God. Cause there usually is like, that's when everybody's going to school. Well, no, it was nine. It was like around nine. Now you got to remember at that time school was closed cause this was COVID times. So that's what it was. There was no traffic. I got to the house in like 15 minutes. And usually it takes about 30 minutes for me to get from yeah. work to the house, to my mom's house. Right. So I get there and um, yeah, she had fallen. So we take her to the hospital and stupid COVID, you know, they don't let me in. And I was like, you have to let me in. My mom doesn't speak English. I need to translate for her. No, no, no. Those are the rules. I was like, screw this place. <laughs> I hate this hospital with stupid COVID. So no, whatever. And in all honesty, I mean, you had every right to be angry because for one, she wasn't 
being responsive either yeah, so it's she was just like, like out of it it was the weirdest thing we didn't know in that moment that it was because she that had that's a what stroke. it was yeah yeah so i thought what's wrong with my mom maybe she can't no, breathe i'll let you tell your side and then i'll go with my side. yeah i thought i thought she can't breathe and that's why she can't talk she's in so much pain she can't breathe she broke a rib you know how like when you're in really bad pain like you you're unresponsive right like like you're not you're not all there and that's what what it was like for her but no it was that she had had that stroke okay so now she's in the hospital i'm gonna let you take over from here javier what's your side of it so at, at the time i was working for amazon so my shift would start at 11 mm-hmm. and that morning i was gonna go straight to work yeah i had just dropped off my wife at work which you guys know is Val. Mm-hmm. So she works with Jessica and I had just dropped her off. And I was like, you know what? Something told me, don't go straight to work. Like, you're you still know, too like, early. Sorry to cut you off, Jimmy. I'm sorry. But, like, we know, right? That it's not something. It's God. Yeah. So. Like, God told us, Jessica, answer that phone call. You know? Yeah. Javier, go home and have breakfast at home. Yeah. Don't go straight to work. Like, like what are you going to really do? For about an hour. Because <laughs> I was literally going to show up about an hour early to work. Yeah. And um, so at that time, my job was out in Irvine. And we live in the Arlita area. So it was an hour to get to my job. Yeah. So I would leave around 9.30. Mm-hmm. Just so I can be there by 10.30. I'd have 30 minutes to stretch before we'd have our morning meeting saying, like, you know, how our day's going to be. How well. We'll, yeah. What route you're going to get and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. So, I would show up 30 minutes early just, you know, use the bathroom if I have to and get ready. Because it's going to consist of driving and most places don't have a bathroom for you. Especially in the COVID times. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I, I got home. I, I was having breakfast with my son. And my daughter was already doing school. But she was not in the same room so she was in, in a separate room of the house and she was doing school so yeah, i didn't have to worry about time, her remember people covid so uh, she was doing zoom yeah zoom school and um and so me and me and him are having breakfast and she was talking to us while she was doing dishes and then out of nowhere i just hear a clunk and she was no longer talking so i turned around and i see her just kind of hanging off from like our sink and the fridge just kind of hanging there and yeah. and I was just like what the hell and so I'm I'm immediately thinking like shit I got he was 9 months your son was 9 months at the time mm-hmm. and my son was 2 he was 3 Oh, yeah, he had just turned 3 he had just turned 3 yeah you're right he had just turned 3 cuz they seven. they both um, and my mom had just celebrated a birthday. Like, it's so crazy, the things leading up to it. But anyway, yeah, yeah, they're both he from September. he had just celebrated his birthday. Yeah, yeah, he had just turned three. Yeah, you're right. So, so yeah, so I, I put him in the... Um, her son had, like, a little crib thing. I don't know what, what, what you would call those. Um, it's called the... Uh, el corral. Yeah. <laughs> el corral de... The bebe, you know, like it's like a little playpen, a playpen. Yeah, so there like a go. little playpen pretty much. And so I, I stuck my son in there and, and you know, thank goodness he was he was good. He was hanging there with him. And I, like I was hoping they didn't see anything. 
but your son immediately started crying. Yeah, and so I'm over out. here freaking out at the same time. But he didn't see her fall. He just he began like, crying What's because, going on? yeah, because you know she would usually go go check on him real quick and then continue b- about her business because she was really good about taking care of our kids. Great. Yeah, the best. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so I, I I moved her from there because her head w- was like on the fridge. And so, so yeah, so I moved her, and now she's laying flat on the floor, but she's unresponsive. And at that moment, I mean, everything was going through my head. I tried to move her, and I could not move her. And and it's not that I couldn't, but at the same time, I didn't want to, like, manhandle her and hurt her. Right. Because I know, I know physically, yes, I was capable of carrying her or moving her around, but at the same time, I'm like... I don't know if something's broken and I'm just going to make it worse. Right. And like we didn't. The last thing I think both of us thought was a stroke. Yes. And so, yeah, I I was in panic mode. I mean, I got a crying baby. I got another another kid that like my three year old who's who's calling me out. And I I just hear dad, 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 you know, like like what what what's up with grandma? <laughs> yeah. And and like I thought he didn't see her fall, but he's seen her. Yeah, he saw her. Because he still remembers this to this day. Yeah. And so I, I immediately I, I called I called you. You didn't pick up and so I called Val and and right away she's like, Well if she like put some alcohol on her, see if she responds, like mm-hmm. so she can breathe in a little bit of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So but put, her eyes uh, were open. Yeah, her eyes were open, but they were just everywhere. So yeah, you know. Yeah. So she's like, just just in case, you know, she's having a seizure or something or what what have you, um, get some alcohol, let her like kind of smell it, mm-hmm. just to see if that that helps. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, so I, I mean, I put her to her side too, because in case you know, whatever, I didn't want her choking or. or yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We did the best. But, you but did yeah. the best that you could have. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm in panic mode. So like my, I had the worst tunnel vision. Like, I'm, I'm my mind is going everywhere at once. Yeah, it's not a feeling that I normally have. For the most part, I'm pretty. Like, uh, how would I put it? It's. Like you're ready. You're always ready. Yeah, I'm. I'm Alert. trying to be at least one step ahead. I'm. I'm looking out for my environment type of thing. Yeah, and. <laughs> It caught I was, you off guard. It, yeah, it completely got me off guard. And yeah. so, so yeah, so. So I show up. So you show up and, and before you showed up. So we'll continue on from after I called you mm-hmm. and you you finally answered. Um, I was. I was calling out pretty much like wanting to, to like have the strength to move her without hurting her. And at that moment, I was so so lost that I would have cried out to anything that would have listened and then it hit me like you're going about this all wrong you know Mm -hmm. and so I finally said like God please give me the strength to move her without hurting her yeah because that's what I should have done from the beginning instead of going everywhere right right (laughs) and so it it finally yeah so I, I, I was like please give me the strength to move her and I managed to get her from the kitchen to the couch to where she was sitting good 
and she wasn't. She was sitting. Yeah, so she wasn't gonna good, be bad. Like it's a good ten feet, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's about a good ten feet, maybe a little bit more, or a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little and, bit and, more. And I picked her up and I and I took her there, you know. Mm-hmm. And and sure enough, yeah. Then Jessica shows up, and then the paramedics show up after that. Because as soon as I get there, I'm talking to her. I'm like trying to get a response out of her. She's she's looking at me and I I could see with her eyes that she was like trying to tell me yeah like I'm the not same, good the same thing that she like like when I'm over here crying out to everything to to, and it's to give me the strength is when like, she she looked at me and then it's like what the heck am I doing yeah it's like a connection with your mom I, I mean my my personal um experience right but the connection that I had with my mom, and I think Javier can say the same, but the connection that we had with our mom, like, we were there, you know? Yeah. Like, I knew what she wanted. Yeah, we were she on the same what I wanted. wavelength. Yeah. We were on that same wavelength. And, like, I could see that she was telling me with her eyes, like, I don't feel good or, like, I'm in pain. Right? So I went to her, <laughs> to her um, little drawer where she had, like, her her medicine you know it's like maybe she didn't take her medicine or something um yeah but whatever then i thought okay no i need to call the ambulance the ambulance needs to come and i did ask her before calling them and i said hey hey mom um i need to call the ambulance i need to make sure that you didn't break a rib or or like that you didn't hurt your back i said because if i leave you here with me i can take care of you i can give you pain medicine you know, for what the feeling that you that yeah. the pain that you're experiencing, but if you broke something, I can't help you with that. So I need to call the ambulance. The ambulance is gonna come and they're gonna take you to the hospital. Is that okay? And the reason why I asked her is because my mom hated the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now the reason why I gave you guys that backstory too, she hated the hospital because she had a liver transplant. So whenever she got sent to the hospital um they would keep her there for days just to make sure oh is she having this symptom because of her liver transplant we need to monitor her she hated being there she hated being not at home she hated away from being us yeah away from us and you know like hospitals suck <laughs> yeah so anyway i just wanted to get her permission right um and she like she did nod she did nod so the paramedics came, they took her away. I go to the hospital because, of course, I want to be with her. And, nope, they don't let me in. So I go back home. Um, and I, I let work know, like, I'm not coming back. I need to make sure. I need to know what's going to happen with my mom. Um, they did all kinds of tests. Finally, hours later, a doctor called me. And uh, they had done, like, a scan of her of her head. And the, it's an MRI. Mm-hmm, and the doctor, man, such a nice doctor. Like, he gave me his personal cell phone number to text, like, to text him if I had any questions, um, if I needed to get a hold of my mom. Um, he was just, man, he was an angel. He really was. God put him in, 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 in like, in our path, and he was... He was an angel. Yeah. Um, so it was it was hard. 
it was hard to have mom in the hospital and not be able to to be with her because I would have been with her every second, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would have been there. Um, so we couldn't be with her because of COVID. Um, the doctor said she has a tumor. Uh, it's a, a big tumor in her brain. Um, I have to perform surgery, uh, you know, as soon as possible so that we can remove that tumor. And once it's removed, we will run some tests and we will let you know if it was just a tumor that grew uh, out of nowhere or if it's cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he gave me the news. Um, it wasn't I was the phone wasn't on speaker or anything. So in that very moment, um, like it hit me, you know, like a ton of bricks. I was like, what? Cancer? How can it be cancer? You know, my mom take, has been she cool. She took care of herself, yeah. And my mom, like, the last years of her life, man, she was on this, like, like little health journey. Yeah. Um, she started exercising, like, you know, walking, not being crazy. Um, she started eating um, less meat. Um, she was really watching what she was eating. She wouldn't... It was very rare that my mom had junk food. Um she started taking a lot of vitamins and looking looking into like natural medicine and like doing her thing you know so i was like what do you like what what like, do you how was yeah, yeah how, how is how this, is this even happening? possible she was fine we were just celebrating her birthday like a week ago you know we just we just went to vegas <laughs> 4 months ago 3 months ago we had just done this we had just done that you know, um, we had just gone to Utah and she was supposed to do that trip with with me and my wife. Yeah. Yeah. But that was for her birthday. So, you know, anyway, so. Um, I finally was able to talk to her and I was like, oh, she was she was back to kind of like normal. Like she was talking clearly and everything. And I was like, hi, mom. How are you feeling? She's like, oh, I'm feeling so much better. Um, and I was like, is everyone treating you there okay? Everything's cool? She's like, yeah, everything's fine. And I said, okay, mom, you know, they told me that um, you have a tumor and they need to uh, perform surgery and take it out. And once they they test it, you know, they'll let us know. They're saying it, it could be cancer. I said, do you want to do it, that surgery, um, tomorrow morning? Or do you want to wait until Sunday that was Friday night, right? So do you want to do it Saturday morning or do you want to do it Sunday? And she was like, um, no, let's do it now. She's like, let's do it Saturday morning. Why wait longer? We need to get this thing out. Yeah. I'm already here. And um, we had like a little conversation. She just pretty much told me like, be strong. We believe in God. And, you know... Like, she always did. She just gave me advice and, like, was prepping me to, like, like be the strong one, you know? And um, I, I, she gave the phone back to the doctor. And I was like, okay, my mom wants to do it tomorrow morning. The, so the soonest opening you have. So they did the surgery. The next day, I, I go over to Javier's house. And I'm waiting there um, just for news. 
uh, you know, did my mom make it out of surgery okay? Again, I think we still had that that moment when we had the, the last call with her. Remember before the surgery? Yeah. That morning. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did. So, um, so whatever. Then it's surgery, and that angel doctor again. Um, he texted me. We're out of surgery. Everything went great. I was able to get. Um, like almost all of that tumor, um, out. Um, she is not responding right now, like, cause she was so like, um, like at the anesthesia, right? Um, I mean, it was brain surgery, so yeah, it was a big deal. So, um, he said she's not moving um, her right arm and her her right leg. Um. And, but she's still really heavily sedated. So, you know, we have to wait a few hours. But she's, but she's like, all I heard was, okay, my mom's alive. You know, people die on that table, right? Yeah. So I thought, thank you, God, my mom's alive. She made it past the operating table. Yeah. yeah. So now, now it was going to be recovery and, you know, like finding out if it's cancer. Uh, I'm going to just fast forward a little bit. Um, because it, it's a lot, it's a lot that I, that we went through as a family with her, um, and her recovery. Um, it wasn't easy. It was super hard and I don't wish this on anybody. Um, Javier quit his job to take care of her, uh, because when she finally made it home, um, she could not move her right arm or right leg. The right side of her body was like asleep. Um, her her face was all fine, um, but she talked funny. She had had a stroke, right? So if you know anyone that's ever had a stroke, um, they, they talk funny um, when they're recovering and they pretty much gotta learn to talk again. They gotta learn to move again. Uh, they, they go through therapy. Um, and so now uh, we're still waiting on if it's cancer. Um, the next day, um, the next day or the day after, I think the doctor called me and told me that it was cancer. Um, and that at best she was gonna have three months with no treatment. Um, if she had chemo, she was probably only going to be with us for a year. And there was no cure. It's not like breast cancer um, or other cancers where you get chemo and you have more of a chance of making it she was gonna die with or without chemo yeah yeah so it was really hard for me to take all of that in like all that information and then I thought okay fuck like now I have to tell I have to tell my brothers I have to tell my dad I have to tell my mom um, I didn't want them to tell her while she was still in the hospital because they were keeping her 
in the hospital for a bit. Um, I didn't want them to tell her, so I did ask, can you guys please not tell her? Um, I would like to tell her myself when she's home. So, so yeah, they, they um, respected that, and I appreciate that. So, my mom opted out of not having chemo. She said, yeah. I don't want to go through that. Um, I'm going to die anyway, so why would I why would I do that? And Javier and I, we didn't want her to not have chemo. We, we told her, you know, if we could have you for a little bit longer, like, I think you should do chemo. Javier and I are going to support you, and, you know, I want you to do it for us. Um... And um, the reason why I bring that up is because, uh, you know, th through that time or, or during that time, I think we were already grieving. Um, and the first um, stage of grief is denial. And in that first stage... Um, Denial helps us minimize the the overwhelming pain of loss. It's it's overwhelming pain. I was pregnant at the time with my daughter, and you know a time that is supposed to be like super happy <laughs> was was not you know because I was grieving that. I wasn't going to have my mom around to help me raise my daughter. You know, a little girl that she so wanted for me. And I was grieving that I wasn't going to have my mom to take care of me when I was recovering after having a baby. I was grieving. You know, I was like, I was in denial that like, I'm like, no, what? My mom, my mom in my plans, in my future, my mom was there until she was a old, yeah. old lady. I never, never, never once thought she wasn't going to be there. Yep. That was my idea of it, too. So that, that, was, that was the first stage, you know? Um, our reality shifted completely. Um, and it takes you a little while to adjust to that new re reality that um, this person's not going to be there anymore. You know, um, it's a lot. It's a lot to progress. Um, yeah. So after denial um, is anger. And I was angry. I was angry. Even though I was so, like, it's so weird. Um, But, like, it's one day you're good, one day you're not, right? Like, some days I was so thankful with God. I was so grateful with God that, like, the surgery went well. And you know what? We still had these three months left to spend with her. I know that there's people that die in car accidents they can't even remember the last thing they said to their to their mom, their husband, their brother. 
Um, I had a, a I have a friend that her brother got shot and you know she wasn't able to like I don't know if she was able to say bye like how I was with my mom, you know. So I just kept thinking about that like man it could be could be a lot worse like I have this time to spend with mom. But I was angry that like why my my mom my mom was a beautiful soul. She was such a good person. She was an angel. Yeah. And there's some lame ass people like walking around with with life, you know? So I was angry. I was angry. Um and I don't know. You know, it was I was I was scared too to be without her and that made me angry. Did you feel angry? I'll let you go through your through the whole thing and then I'll I'll take over. That's why I've just kind of been quiet about it. Yeah. Um I was angry with the people around me that may or may not have understood me. I felt like Nobody really understood me. Um, I just kept thinking, like, my mom's dying. My mom's going to die. You all are still alive. And people would either complain or, you know, like, I get it. Everyone's going through their thing. And in that moment, that's what you feel. And that's what I was feeling. You know, I was angry that my mom was dying. That That's what it was. You know, that was my... That was the worst thing happening to me in that moment. And that was my emotion. Um, the third one is bargaining. When coping with loss, it, it isn't unusual to feel so desperate that you're willing to do anything to alleviate or minimize that pain. Um, this one, I'm, you know, it's, it's weird, but like bargaining, I don't know if I did bargaining I don't like that one is is weird to me, but that I, one is I more like, God, if you heal this person or God, if you keep my mom alive, I will do this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I must have done it, but I just like I knew like I know that that's not the right thing to do. So I don't I don't really remember that, like doing that, you know. Um. Yeah, that one's. The weird one and then um the fourth one is depression dude i was so depressed i was depressed during after i still get like really sad about that she's not here or like when the kids do something and i'm like oh man i wish she was here to experience that um i get depressed about um how like, it's not your fault, right? But I get depressed about how your kids got to spend time with yeah, mom. I and I, and my kids didn't. My kids are babies. So, um, Olivia... Never, no, never got to meet her, yeah. Yeah, didn't, didn't get to meet her. Um, I do think, though, like, about how... She did know that I was having a little girl and she was so happy the day that I told her that it was a girl. Um, I didn't do like a gender reveal party or anything like that. 
Like, if you know me, I'm pretty old school. <laughs> uh, you know, we were sitting oh, there, and the nurse was like, hey, it's a girl. <laughs> I've been getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to blow anything up. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, that's, I guess that's the bargaining. Like, those are, like, the little things that I, and I'm like, okay, but at least I got this, or she got to see this, or, you know, but... Um, I, if I didn't have, like, such a strong relationship with my family, with my siblings, with my husband, who's super supportive, with my kids, who are, who are just, like, my motivation, uh, I would have fallen into a deeper depression. And, and number one, God, like, God makes me, God makes me feel like, I don't know, just better. I can't even explain it. Um, and I, and I am still in limbo between depression and acceptance because I can't accept that my mom's not here. Sometimes I have dreams that like, she's still alive. And in the dream, I'm like, Oh mom, you're alive. Um, I had made this plan. So I got to cancel on so-and-so because, you know, I had this plan with you and you're back. Um, and the first two dreams that I had with her, she would talk to me. Um, the last ones that I've had, she hasn't talked to me. And um, it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing with dreams, but um, I'm still in between limbo with with depression and acceptance. I don't know when I'll get to accept it, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know. That acceptance one is is a hard one. I don't know that I'm there yet. Yep. Uh, so, do you want to give your take? Yours is denial, or the first one is denial. So the denial aspect of it was, uh, I couldn't believe that 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 had affected us. I was like, no, we. How would it how would it affect us or how would it affect her more than anything if she takes care of herself like she didn't drink she didn't smoke she she watched everything yeah I was like damn like what the what the hell you know like how would it how would it even have gotten her but you know cancer's a bitch and it fucking it'll take whoever it does not discriminate it does not does not discriminate. And so, um, I remember when, when, when it happened, I, I could not call my job. I ended up having Val call my job because I was just in tunnel vision panic mode and shock. Yeah. In shock. Yeah. In shock. And for the most part, like how we've talked about this. I'm not one to be caught off guard for the most part. Yeah. Like I usually have my stuff somewhat planned out. Yeah. And that, that, was, that was mom, the mom in us. <laughs> that was <laughs> my mom was a planner. She was, she, she like was, very she was much... my, that lady was like my rock, you know, <laughs> besides her, it's been Val, you know? Yeah. So, not to say that you don't play a big part in that, okay? I don't want to. Okay. I, I don't want to keep you out. But what I'm saying, like, those are the the ones in the household, you know? Yeah. So, 
so yeah, so I was caught off guard completely. I was in shock. And then, yeah, I remember going back to work that Monday because that, that happened on a Friday, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was supposed to go in that Friday because I was going to have Saturday and Sunday off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still had Saturday and Sunday. And I think they, they asked me, like, do you want to come in on Sunday? And I was just like, come on now. How are you going to ask me that? Like, yeah. I'll come in on Monday. Give me these days. Like, my mom's going to go through brain surgery. Like, this yeah. is all happening right now. And then that Monday came came and, and, yeah, I went. And then they were like, I remember the people that worked with me, not not the supervisors. The supervisors were cool. But, I mean, there was one that I would talk to that was just, I never met her in person. It was just over the phone. Mm-hmm. And, and um uh, that she was, was the smug. one that, huh? She was smug. Uh, no, she she was pretty nice, but I'm oh, saying okay. like, uh, she was the one that asked me like to come in on Sunday, and I was just like, no, <laughs> I was like, I'll take the day. I, I don't care if I don't get paid, like it's cool. Yeah. But I'm not coming in, and then the rest of the people were just like, why did you even bother to come in, like? And then I was just like, well, I mean, I can't even see her, so why am I gonna take more days off, like? Yeah, I know, she was still in the hospital. Yeah, like, I know she went through the surgery. She's cool now. Now I've just got to wait for her to come back home. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, crap, her not having movement in her right arm or right leg was the last thing on my mind. My mind was just going. She went through the surgery. She's cool. She's going to come back the way she she's left. alive. Yeah, like, she's mom. She's strong, you know? And, too, um, like, a lot yeah, of the news. Maybe that's the denial. <laughs> No, and a lot of the news that they were giving me, like, it was hard for me to tell you guys. Yeah. So a lot of that I mean, stuff I know... you guys didn't really know until, like, the day before or, you know what I no, mean? No, I mean, for one, I know you kept uh, three months from me, <laughs> that we were only going to have her for three months until it happened. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, in, in all honesty, damn, girl, that's... A fucking way to to bear, you know. I I kudos to you for being that fucking strong, cause I don't think I I would have, like God made me physically stronger, but shit, emotionally, damn. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Cause like like I said, that was that was mom's. Like I had, I was a mama's boy. Shit, I'll yeah. fight anybody who'll tell me like, you know, your mom was not cool, but yeah. but that lady was. She was it. There was nobody cooler than moms. And honestly, there was times at that moment when I when we found out. You know what, too? Like, it wasn't so much that I, like, I was being bad by keeping all this information. It's just, um, honestly, it was a lot of information that was being thrown at me. Yeah, it, it was, was a lot like, to process. I was the, the front, you know, like. I was the front of the line. I was the leader, and I, it was a bunch of stuff that was being thrown at me. It was a lot to process, and I was like, okay, what's the the most important thing I need to tell them? Um, I also don't want to just like throw a bunch of. I yeah. Don't know. I don't. I can't even. I yeah. don't even know if I have an explanation. You know. I I just remember going back and thinking like, damn, all those fucking moments, like when I was. Being a dumbass teenager, you know, when when I thought I knew everything and just going like, damn, like, I could have just appreciated moms just a little bit more, you know? Yeah. For how awesome she was. And, and it was just like, 
I was okay. I was beating myself up about it, you know, at those moments. And then that's so, the anchor. So, so I do remember going back that Monday and then telling me, like, that's your mom's, you know, like, why, why are you here? And I was just like, yeah, no, she's she's in the hospital. They're not even letting me see her. So I know she came out of the surgery. Cool. Um, and in all honesty, I do remember the phone call with her before she went into the surgery. And at that moment, I didn't know that was going to be my final goodbye with her. You know, that was the last time I was going to have moms, how moms was. And that call. Because that call. I just, I do remember her telling me, like, you know, take care of the house, take care of your siblings, and we're going to be cool. Make sure you, you, you love your kids and take care of them. Take care of your wife. You've been given, like, a big blessing. I know. It was, it was and, weird, And right? I just told her, like, but yeah, but, but you're going to be here, too, so... But in I, a I way, didn't, it's I like didn't give that, her that version of Maria died, right? That, at that moment, yeah. Because when she came home, she was no longer Maria Franco. She was what I named her at that moment, <laughs> which was Mary Pearl. <laughs> so they say, we don't mean to laugh about like that situation. It's just, it's kind of funny. So they say that when you go through a stroke... Um, if you know English and Spanish, it's weird for, or like it's hard for you to um, to speak both languages yeah. fluently. Well, <laughs> my mom, oddly enough, she spoke more Spanish when she was good, right? But when she came back from the stroke, she, she was spoke talking more, more English. English. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So I named her Mary Pearl because yeah. her maiden name was Maria Petla. <laughs> so we were like, why are you speaking English? And she she would just tell us, like, it's just easier. I, I Like, she couldn't explain it. She couldn't, yeah. And she was just easier for her to speak in English. And she so was we just were so like, adorable oh, okay. about it, you know? She was so adorable. And so we were like, okay, well, Javier named her Mary Pearl. So then she, we, thought it, she thought it was the funniest thing. She did think it was the funniest thing. And, and like, so we had, we had a good laugh about it. And it kind of took my mind off about it, you know, for a bit, but... Yeah, but like now when Javier and I, like, talk about uh, mom, like, we'll say, like, if we're referring to mom before the stroke, I do say, like, oh, Maria Franco would do this, or the Maria yeah. Franco and me is doing this, right? Um, but if I'm referring to mom after the stroke, I, I'll say, like, oh, the Mary Pearl yeah. and me. P- post-surgery, or, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. <laughs> and, um... And yeah, not not knowing that that was the last goodbye, like I, I still told her like, no, but you're gonna be here too. So, what do you got to worry about? You know? Yeah. But of course, you know she had a deeper connection with God than we did, so she had set things up in a way. That whole year. That whole year. She had set things up for us to be. Well off. <laughs> yeah, to be like a little bit okay without her because like if she like she, like if she knew yeah but, but yeah like i think you guys get get what we're trying to say like she just had this intuition year, yeah. yeah the whole year she was just setting certain things up for us um and it's it's i mean yeah it's god yeah. we know that we know that that it's god that was just like yeah you guys get what i'm trying to say so yeah, so following that Monday, I can't remember if it was until if it was that Monday or that Tuesday that you told me like it's cancer. 
But they told us that she's going to come back home. So I remember saying, like, screw it. I'm going to quit my job and, and I'm going to take care of her then. Yeah, because so the doctor was like, um, your mom has to go into a rehab um, so that she can get therapy so that, you know, like they can uh, teach her how to yeah, talk again. Yeah, which was occupational therapy is mm-hmm. what they call it. So, But pretty much she would go to like one of those, um, like, I don't know if you guys have seen them, but they're like, it says acute care hospital. Which means um, somebody like that that had a stroke it doesn't mean they're old and it's like it's not a senior living. It's right? pretty much physical therapy and, and occupational therapy. So it, and then she had a speech therapist too that would come in. And I was like, what? Why would she have to go to this yeah. center? Like, why like, wouldn't she be able to come home? And he's like, oh well, it's a lot for people to for the family to take on. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. And and I do remember the. I think that they're not used to people being so, um, like, how do I say it? Like, um, like being so willing to help to help their yeah. their loved one, you know. Um, but but the reason why we brought up the thing about our gramps is that doesn't that's not even an option in our family. Yeah. Like to me, I was like, what do you mean? No, no, yeah, no. Because I do remember. My mom needs to come home. I do she remember has... with my grandpa or with our grandpa. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember like my friend at the time would always be like, well, why are you always taking care of your grandpa? Like, and it'd, and it'd be like, why so the we fuck were... are you asking me? Yeah. Like, why the hell mean? am I yeah. taking care of my grandpa? He took care of me. I'm taking care of him. That's, yeah. The deal. Like, he, he didn't freaking half-ass yeah, taking care of me. He took care of me. So, right. yeah. So, I'm going to be here. I'm, and I remember at, at the time, too, having a girlfriend that didn't understand that. Like, no. She was like, no, you probably have somebody else there with you. And I was like, you can go in there. You're going to see it's only me and my grandpa. <laughs> like, I'm watching TV. I'm sitting on the couch. Yeah. Making sure he's cool. So lame. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, so the reason why we, we brought the thing about a gramps is that. Yeah. yeah, to me, I was like, what do you mean? No, uh, doctor, we're bringing my mom home. I don't care what you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. if those therapists need to come to our house and do what they got to do, that's fine. Uh, but she's coming home. Yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah, of course. He didn't fight me on it. And, I mean, he can, but he didn't fight me on it. And um, uh, I was, like, calling every day. I mean, my mom was only in there for a few days, but I was on it. Like, yeah. I was not going to leave my mom in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I knew already moms hated being in the hospital. And the last time I spoke to her, um, like, that yeah, she was like in the that, hospital. That was, that was our I star player. Her, we needed to give her yeah, I was like, the mom, support she deserved. Yeah. I'm getting you home, okay? I call every day. And they told me that tomorrow you're coming home. So don't worry. You're not going to be in there. And she was so, so happy. She already couldn't speak. But, like, she just... Like she, her little gibberish like that she could say. The, the one thing that I remember Mary Pearl saying was she wouldn't say yes. She would say, see. Sí. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one Spanish word that was just like yeah. immediately. Yes. Yeah. And so I remember. Fuck, I, I, okay. So I remember starting the job with Amazon. And I, I know I'm going back a bit on this, but I was damn good at that job. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's not meant to help you because they do, and nothing against them. But I mean, it's of course you know everybody uses it, especially at that time. Right. So they gotta get their stuff out because that's 
that's their thing is they deliver on time, right? Right, that's their thing. Like they they are speedy as hell with their deliveries and and what have you. Mm-hmm. And so. And so I I just remember. From how good I was at it. Before, the stuff happened with moms. Like it affected your work performance. Yeah. To how it just completely destroyed the way I was working. So yeah. I went from not needing any help and being the help to the others that worked with me mm-hmm. to needing three different people to come help me to because I was just, load. yeah, because yeah. I, I could just not carry my slack around yeah. anymore. And I remember the last day when I, when I officially quit, I told them, um, it's officially killing me with what's going on in my life and I'm not in the right mindset to stay here. For one, it was an hour drive to get to my job. Yeah, that was and so lame. Two, I'm sorry, I don't know why you were there, but... Because I, I didn't mind it. I honestly yeah. did not, but... But yeah, it was a lot. It, <laughs> it was, was lot it was just a I lot think. to bear, yeah. Yeah, so I, I remember telling um, Val, because I spoke with Val... Um, Val is Javier's wife. And the reason why I spoke to her first is because Val, um, she works well under pressure. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Val is, is a lot like me, um, where like, okay, this and this is going on, but Val, what's the game plan? This is what I think. What do you think? Yeah. Right. So I went and I told her, you know, I can't, I can't leave my job. You can't leave your job. We well, we work together, right? But yeah. <laughs> but um, shout out to my bosses because they were just so extremely flexible and understanding. But also, I can't leave my job, right? Um, I you I had need... just yeah you had just kind of gotten back not that long before. Yeah, I had cause... kids back to back. So yeah. so yeah, so it was not obviously it was not fair for me to just say hey I'm not gonna work anymore, yeah. <laughs> And two, yeah. <laughs> and two, I need to work. I have a mortgage that I have to pay with my husband. We have like adult bills, yeah. you know, and I had another baby on the way. So, um, and I was pregnant. How was I going to be trying to lift my mom, taking her yeah. to the, to the bathroom? Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm out of the question. Uh, Val has a really good job, and so we're not going to have her quit, you know. So I thought, well, Javier's situation is not the greatest with how far he has to travel. That was really the only reason why, right? Um, And he's stronger, um, and I would like for him to quit his job. We're all going to... Plus, yeah. We're all going to rally, and we're going to help each other financially. Even if you had not asked me, like my mindset was already thinking, and if I, I have the, the chance to, of course I'm going to do it. I, I would, I would, you know, I, know I would you have were. done it with grandpa, but it didn't, well, we, we it were didn't pan, pan out that way. And at the time our pops was, was younger. And then I thought, yeah, like, you know, he was my able dad's, to do it too. My dad's not in yeah. his thirties anymore, you know, like he. Well, let's be real. He wasn't in his forties and fifties anymore. <laughs> but, 
But yeah. And, and he wasn't the most patient, right? And I thought, Javier, Javier has to step up. And, and we all have to step up and support Javier and figure out our financials together and we're gonna we're gonna get through this. So we asked Javier, I was like, Javier, you know, this and this, you need to take care of my mom and he's like, Yeah, of course. So Javier did that. And I thank you, Javier, for doing that because that was very mature of you, very brave of you, and I I couldn't have done it without you. Thanks. Yeah. Javier did Javier did great with mom and Javier took care of mom when when she needed it the most. Um, we would take turns of like Javier had to take a break. You know, he had to go spend some time with his kids, spend time with his wife. I would come over. I would make my mom food. We we did take turns like and that. I mean, but... and, and kudos to my wife too for fuck, holding it down. Cause damn, yeah. like I was, I was in a pretty damn dark place at that time too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think um, a part of that too is like the anger part of it. You yeah. know, of the grieving process. Um, you said that you had some bargaining that you had that you were. Yeah. So, so let me go back to what I was at the topic of mm-hmm. telling them, like, I'm not at the right mindset. Um, when we would be done with work, most of the people that I would work with, if I would see them, mm-hmm. they would still tell me like, oh, we're going to go out for drinks because they lived in that area. within that area. So at least 10 minutes from where we worked. And I was like, nah, man, I still got an hour drive. Like, I, I ain't. I ain't kicking it, you know. Right. So my my thing was, I told I told the supervisor, I was like, no, I can't. I I drive an hour to get here. I'm still driving all day, and then I'm still having to drive an hour back. I was like, I'm not at the right mindset. You're seeing that, like my workload has just depleted beyond belief because I went from being like four ahead which is how they rate us to being 17 behind from the beginning of the day <laughs> you know yeah just yeah. within a week <laughs> it just it seemed unreal to me and and so i quit and and sure enough that i I believe that was probably like on a on a monday night maybe and then she came home that tuesday and i remember how happy she was when when we told her like Guess who's taking care of you? And then I was I walk into the door just like yeah. arms out like hey. Yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> and, she was and, super happy. And the the words never leave me because that is like engraved in my mind when she said, see. <laughs> yeah. And I was just I guess it took my mind away from how angry I was. That I was just like, I get to spend this time with her and and show her how good of a mom she was because I did not want to leave her side, you know? Right. And, yeah, sometimes, like, I would kind of lose my patience. But sometimes you would step in and just tell me, like, hey, you need <laughs> you need to step back. I got this. Yeah. And it's a lot. It, it was, yeah, it was a lot it to was, handle. I lot. mean. I remember one time she did tell me, she's like, thank you for doing this. Like, you know, you don't have to do this. You're pregnant. Yeah. I think I might have been like trying to like move her or something. Yeah. And I was like, "What are you talking about, Mama? Like, yeah, you like took lady, care you care of me. Yeah. And um, yeah, she took care of me. Um, when I was going through it, 
you know, yeah. a couple years back. Um, that's a story for another episode. But so in my head, I'm thinking, what? No, like you have been there when I have needed you the most. Yeah. And this is like, this is not even an option for me. I'm taking care of you because I love you. Yeah. And so, I mean, the, I had gotten her to a point. So I, I had an OT, uh, a physical therapist, an occupational therapist and a speech therapist coming into the house. And I remember the OT blessed this lady. I, I remember at first I, I did not like her when, because she had gotten there late, but then like, once I got to know the lady and I and I knew like the she type of worth eth- ethic that she had, no, she was not tough. She was the sweetest lady. No, but she was tough. When when I finally got to know her, this lady when was. When you broke su- her, yeah. This lady was the sweetest she was. lady. She was so good with and, mom, and, and she, she was, was so good with so Javier. about her job. Yeah, she cared. She yeah. actually cared. She actually cared. And you know what? All, actually, all the people that came in to see her cared, but this lady did care. But but this lady, yeah, yeah, this, this lady, lady really was, cared. But she was tough at first. I I think. I, I remember, like, maybe, like, getting upset with her or something, or, or like, thinking, I, why are you late It was just because she was, she was late, but, yeah, but it made was... sense because she would take the damn time yeah. to make sure everything was, was good. touched on her list. Yeah. 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 And, I, and obviously, when, once we, like, met her and she did that session with mom, we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. of course you so, were late. Like, how? So she told me. We can't be mad at you. The reason you want to help her so much is because she was a good mom, and I see how good of a mom she was. So she was pretty much giving me, like, kudos to you for stepping up and doing this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and damn, this lady must have been the greatest mom. (laughs) Yeah. For you to just drop everything and, and try to help her, you know? Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, I remember her giving me tips on how to do certain things, and Damn, man, that, that lady was an angel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because out of the three people that we would have, besides the nurse, out of the three people that we would have, she was like, yeah. Yeah, she was She was the she best. Was, yeah, she was the best. All right. We're getting a little closer to the end, but I do want you to touch on depression and acceptance and where do you think you are. Okay. So I will say the bargaining on there. Mm-hmm. So close to the end when I knew she wasn't like I thought she was getting better, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. So she she had started walking on her own without me having to hold her or maneuver her. You know, it's because if it wouldn't have been cancer, that's the norm. Yeah. And, and she was getting there. And she was getting there. What Her speech was coming back. Was that it was cancer and the yeah. cancer came back. And so I had that false sense of hope that she had gotten better and she didn't. And I remember towards the end when she had the final stroke and she went back to the hospital just before Christmas. Yeah. That my bargaining was, I will freaking trade everything I have to just have her back to where she was. Yeah. And thinking back at it now, I'm just like, how fucking stupid does that sound, you know? Yeah. Like, for one, I know that's not what we're supposed to do as Christians. 
Mm-hmm. And two, that's not what moms would have wanted. Right. But of course, at the same time, I'm human. And the human side of me was just being fucking selfish, wanting her to stay with me the whole time. Yeah. And I know you're one of the few people to know that. The first person to know that was Val. And the anger in me was, why the fuck did you take her away? Yeah. Why her? But. Just like you said, Javier, we know as Christians that, yeah, we're not supposed to be feeling like that. And like, we should know better. But I, but we're human. And so, yeah, the the anger got to me and I was just, I was mad. As stupid as it sounds, I was, I was mad with God for having taken her away. Because I was like, there's crackheads here on our block. Why didn't you just take one of them? Yeah. Nobody would miss them. I know it sounds harsh, but I was like, they're just the scum of society. They're trash. They ain't. They're not anybody. Nobody would miss them. They're just here messing with innocent people. Yeah. Take them. Why did you have to take her? Yeah. But of course, like how the saying goes, he gives, you know? Yeah. He gives his his strongest soldiers the heaviest battles, right? Yeah. To make sure that they're, they're there and in line and... I mean, my relationship with God really went away, and it's it's hard to go back to it. Yeah. But I am trying to go back to it, and it it is one of those things where it's like, damn, had mom still been here, I think I never would have lost that connection. And, and yeah. So the denial, the denial aspect of it was that... I would dream with her constantly when she had just left us. Yeah. And every time I would go into her room, I would just imagine her still being there. Yeah. I would go over to the house, like to your house, and I'd be like, oh, she's going she's gonna to come around the corner. Yeah. She's not gone. What? You know? I still, like I said, I still go through that. Like I, I'm thinking. Okay, it's a bad dream. I'm gonna go to sleep, and when I wake up, we're gonna. It's well, that, gonna be. That's bad. how I felt. Yeah. Yeah, this is just the bad dream that I'm having. And then, um, so I dreamt with her constantly in the beginning, but she wouldn't talk. And then I had two of them. One of them was. Uh, We were not even at our house. We were at my aunt's house. And that was like the house that we used to go to a lot as kids. Mm -hmm. If you remember, that was the the tia on my dad's side. Mm -hmm. Tia Raseli. And she died of cancer too. Yeah. But on another note. (laughs) Yeah. But there was a picture that it's funny because it's a collage of pictures that we have there of all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, one of those pictures, it's, like, the weirdest thing. And I'm pretty sure it's, it's like I said, God talking. Mm-hmm. But it was a picture that we never had. Mm-hmm. But that was of you guys. Mm-hmm. So that included 
you with Michael and the kids. And it's so weird. Because I think about it now and I'm just like, damn. Wait, what do you mean? that, Like in the dream? Yeah, it's like a picture of you guys. Uh-huh. But what she told me, because she was in the kitchen and I just walked through the hallway. So, I mean, you remember that hallway, yeah. you know? So I saw the picture, and the picture is Alex with his kids. Mm-hmm. You know, Reno's included in there. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of me with my wife and my kids, mm-hmm. Pops, and then you with your family. Mm-hmm. And she just said, take care of them. Mm. And I just remember break, breaking out crying because I was like, fuck, this is the last one. Yeah. Because that was the last dream I had with her. And so that was my final goodbye with her. Yeah. And the other ones were... She would call out to me and, and I could never see her. Alex said she he would have dreams with her too. Like I guess he was trying to like get to her. And he couldn't. Yeah, dreams are, I don't know, sometimes they can be so good and sometimes they can be so, like. Yeah, so that that one was the last time I saw her in a dream. The other one, like I had one more when I started working at the job that I have at now. She was in our kitchen, but I did not see her. I would just kind of hear her. Yeah. And so, like, I walked through the door getting home from work. And she was just like, oh, you're home. Like, how she would always do, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I just started my new job, and I'm I'm happy. Now. You now. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm working with, <laughs> with Michael's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so it, it seems like a cool job. I was like, and it seems something that's going to be steady. I was like, it doesn't seem like anything that's going to die out. I was like, it's AC, believe it or not. <laughs> and, uh... She would have been so happy about that, too. And she sounded so happy in the dream. She liked Marco and Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> she did. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I hope from... you're listening, Marco and Jen, but... My mom really liked you guys, and I think she would have been super happy that about that, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, before we finish off here, um, so the other thing, too, is anytime I do little certain tasks there at the house, I hear her little voice. Yeah, I do, too. You know, today I saw Hermana Lilian. She is a lady that um, we used to go to church with. She was super close to my mom. And she said she was going through something. I mean, something. she's close with us, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is she was really close to my mom. And she was going through something the other day. And she heard... Obviously, like, it's not my mom talking to her, right? Yeah. But, like, she heard her voice. And she said... She said that she heard, like, her voice say... Like, when she used to tell her, like, be strong. Be strong. Yeah. You need to be strong in this in this time. And, like, I, I hear that, too, or, like, I'll hear or I'll see certain things or, like, I hear her little voice telling me this or telling me to do that. And it's it's a nice memory that I 
that I hold on to her little sayings or her little things that she would that she taught me yeah because I, I remember I mean the depression aspect of it I did not want to do shit after she passed yeah I didn't either and I had a I mean I had the truck that had broken down and I was trying to rebuild it and I remember since when I would when she was still around that I would get free time because she would be like, okay, I think I'm just going to sit down here and kind of take a nap or do my thing, you know? I would be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go work outside. Do you mind? And she'd be like, no, I think I'm okay for right now. Just come in and check on me every so often. And what she would do is from her window, she would be able to see me. Yeah. So I'd begin working on it, and then I'd just kind of peek over and be like, Okay, cool. She's, she's cool. still there. <laughs> and she kind of, she'd do the same thing. It was like the funniest thing, but she'd go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I remember after she had passed that I, I would try to start going. And then I was just like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, this fucking truck is still here. But she ain't. Yeah. And, uh. I mean, I eventually did get it back up and running. And I just remember hearing from her, like, or at least her voice, when the fucking thing turned on. Good job. Yeah. She used to say that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she used to say that. And, uh, you know, in a different aspect, like, my pops came out, or our pops, I'm sorry. And he's like, huh, you got it up and running. Why the fuck are you crying? <laughs> Because I was just there, like, freaking broken, but... Yeah. And then I told her, I was like... Because my last promise to her was, but turn it on, you're going to see this shit turn on. But you did. You did turn it on. You did turn it on. Sadly, it was a little too late, though. It's okay. She wasn't there. You knew you were a hard worker and that you were going to get it back up and running. Something that my mom would always tell me that I do with my daughter. Um, and I can't wait to like, I mean, I already am, right? But it's only going to get better is like the love that my mom had with me or that we shared, the bond that we shared. She was my best friend. I can't wait to like start doing that with my kids, you know? Like, I'm already doing that with Andrew. He's my little buddy. Um, but one thing that she would always tell me was, like, um, mi niña chula. Or, like, she would just compliment me and make me feel super, super special. And I do that with, yeah. I do that with my baby girl. And I know, like, Livy will, like, smile at me or, like, you know, yeah. she gets all cute. I do it with Delilah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Delilah. Why are you so pretty? <laughs> I'm sure it'd be like, because I am, Dad. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll do it to, to Ezra. I'm like, damn, Ezzy, he's a handsome young boy. And he's like, I know, Dad. I know. <laughs> well, she thank used you to for say joining it. me, Trevor. <laughs> I know, this was, damn. <laughs> I know, but it was nice, right? I, I mean, I haven't. Thank you guys for allowing us I to I haven't be cried out like that in a while. Yeah. Because I did. I, I know you, you'll get there. I did accept it that she's gone and that she is in a better place. And 
Yeah, I'm still not there yet. I do thank you because you did take on a damn heavy burden that I know I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I couldn't have done it without God and without you guys. Um, and I think maybe that's why I'm not there yet. But um, Yeah, because I think you're, you're, you didn't get that time to grieve like how I got to. It was a lot. Because was a you lot had to on. hold it down and take care of all the stuff that the came with her passing. Stuff. Yeah. All the funeral and stuff. And I, I know it was just something that I could not do at the damn moment. Because, I, like I said, that was my depression moment. I was just in a dark place. Like, my kids saw me cry. Mm -hmm. And that was something I never wanted. Yeah. And just, like, I remember Delilah going up to me and hugging me and being like, it's going to be okay, Dad. And, and I just... Fuck, that should break me up even more. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys for for listening. I hope you appreciate um, this vulnerable side of us. It's real. I hope that you guys were able to relate in some way if you're going through it. Um, and I hope that you were able to maybe help somebody that is going through it to, to understand why maybe they're acting the way that they're acting or you know, helping them, helping yeah. them along that way. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening and hasta la próxima. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jim. See. See. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for listening to It's Jessica, Not Jennifer, the podcast. Please subscribe on Instagram at It's Jessica, Not Jennifer. And please follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts.